are so many amazing perks of being sober. And one of my favorites is that sobriety allows us to take self-care to the next level. And it gives us such a sense of confidence. There's really nothing like feeling confident in your own skin. That's why I'm so excited to tell you about today's sponsor, One Skin. Their products make it easy to keep your skin healthy while looking and feeling your best. I've told you about how when I got sober, one of my favorite things was starting a skincare routine because that was not something I ever prioritized before. But let's be honest, knowing what the best skincare routine is can be a little overwhelming. That's why I'm excited about OneSkin. There's no complicated routine, no multiple step protocols, just simple, scientifically validated solutions. OneSkin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, OneSkin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code HAPPIEST at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code HAPPIEST. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support my show and tell them I sent you. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors in our lives, and when we get sober, they can almost feel magnified at first because we're adjusting to feeling all our feelings again rather than using alcohol to numb them. I was honestly really surprised when I got sober at how many emotions came up for me. I remember literally saying, I have so many feelings right now, and it felt really overwhelming having to feel them all. But the great thing about that is that it gave me the clarity and awareness that I had some things to work through, like people-pleasing and like my own self-talk. That's where therapy can be so helpful because it's a safe space to get things off your chest and begin to work through what's been weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. What I really love about BetterHelp is that it's entirely online. All you have to do is fill out a questionnaire and you'll be matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists anytime with no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com happiest today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash happiest. Hello, everyone. Welcome. Welcome. We are here with a very, very, very special guest right now because I am talking to my sister, Cassie. Hello. Who just turned one year sober yesterday. Yeah. How are you doing, Cass? <laughs> I'm good. This is uh, this is a little weird, but I'm happy to be here. <laughs> I'm so excited that you're here. First of all, people have asked me before because you, with only with your permission, I've shared on Instagram that you have been on your own sober journey. And people have asked me before, is your sister going to come on the podcast? And when I posted for your one year yesterday, a few people said, is she coming on the podcast? (laughs) You are. I'm so excited. I am. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. You kind of had chatted a bit about this, like, through uh, the past year I guess throughout since I got sober and it's always felt way too scary and it still feels a little bit scary but I thought why not why not it's like we get sober it's like we can do hard things we can do scary things yes we can yeah but what's so funny about this whole thing which I said to you yesterday first of all was I have always said to you if and when you ever want to come on open invitation no stress but I was so surprised when you said yesterday that you were down to come on because this is going to be the most I have heard from you <laughs> about your sobriety ever. Yeah. Because you and I could not have been more polar opposites with how yes. we did it. I had to make it my whole personality. I have never <laughs> shut up about it since it happened. And anytime I would kind of check in, you were kind of like, yeah, doing it. Don't really need to talk about it. <laughs> yeah. I know. It's so funny. I'm, I was chatting with somebody, um, my boss, who very sweetly took me to lunch to celebrate one year. Because um, she's one of the people in my life that knows. Um, I guess more people now will know. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes. Um, and I, yeah, I had said to her, it's so funny because my sister, who's got two years on me, I guess, three. Yeah, um, a little over two years yeah, on you. Yeah, something like that. Um, it was like, like you just said, we were completely opposite. Like you absolutely devoured all the quit that you could get your hands on you wanted to understand like down to even the science behind addiction and alcohol addiction and um even like the the labels like you um identify as like a gray area drinker and I'm a little more I guess with myself like cut and dry like I'm yeah I'm an alcoholic I guess um not I guess I I am (laughs) 
But um, I only heard you say that very recently. Yeah. I had well, never heard you say that before until pretty recently. Yeah. I went to um I went to an AA meeting. Um, you and I are both um familiar, obviously, growing yeah. up with mom and dad and um always knowing. Like it's funny because I'd said to you, it's like I don't remember ever learning what AA is. I just always, always remember knowing mm-hmm. and knowing that mom and dad were alcoholics and um just something that would have been talked about since I guess we were like here since we were born uh and so I went to a meeting sorry that's what I was saying um for the first time and it was completely on a whim I was it was on the night that I got stood up I was supposed <laughs> to go out on a date I was already at my place and then asshole the date disappeared yeah he unmatched me and so I was like you know what Screw it. I'm going to go out. I'm going to see who's out there, what's out there. Um, it was a really hour on, on your part. You're like, I'm taking myself out for dinner then. Yeah. I had a yeah. date night with myself, went to dinner, yeah. and then I was yeah. like, I'm going to swing by a meeting, see what this is all about. Because um, I've been to Al Anon, you know, especially when, when dad's drinking was pretty bad and I was struggling a lot with it. Um, and we've been, like, I've been to meetings before, like with one of our parents. Um, but it was funny being there and being the one who said, I'm Cassie, I'm an alcoholic. Yeah, and how'd I think, that feel? Yeah, I think for me, that was kind of like a turning point of like, because I had this weird, I almost want to say it's like this weird imposter syndrome mm-hmm. of like, do I really fit that bill? Like, do I fit into this group? I don't feel like I'm necessarily like a gray area drinker the way you were and with when I stopped like I was it was just really like all or nothing for me and I know that that one day one yeah and I know that that's rare and I certainly don't think that it's you know like I'm I still so respect people that took you know a few cook a few kicks at the can um I mean you and you you had a few day ones but you got sober way before I did so um you know, I don't think that really means anything. I just know that for me, it was like, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. And um, going on a bit of a tangent here, but I think kind of bringing it back to like, um, it was not like a questionable, it was not a gray area. And it wasn't even, you know, I didn't even struggle with the anxiety like you did. Right. Um, Yeah, I just would go into like the kind of drunk that I was, was really angry really volatile, very unkind. Um, And so I would kind of go into these like blackouts and, you know, I'm sure have lots to apologize for the next morning, but feel too ashamed to say anything, to bring it up. And I remember one time you didn't let me off the hook so easy (laughs) Uh, and you shouldn't have. Um, And so you kind of like holding me accountable was scary. And um, for me, it was, I am either going to do this fully or I can play the kind of like the long game. Like I can for the rest of my life take breaks or start and right. then, you know, quit quitting and go back and if that makes sense. Um, so coming full circle, I think. Um, you asking how that felt. I think it felt almost like a relief to just say it because like I had mentioned about the like imposter syndrome, like feeling like maybe I don't fit into any of these categories, but clearly I do because there's such a spectrum and I'm just somebody who can't, who can't drink. Um, But feeling like, you know, listening to other stories and identifying with, with them or, you know, being like, Oh, I, yeah, I, I totally get that. I had that same reaction to something. Um, in life, you know, um, so it was kind of, I think it was kind of liberating for me to go, um, and see that, yeah, I can say that I can say I'm an alcoholic. And I think for me, like I said, it was like a relief piece. Um, just, okay, here it is. I've like, I've said it, I've named it. This is right. I have a place here. I belong, you know, somewhere in, in all this. Um, but yeah, but you, it's so funny because you, um, you still like, you don't identify as an alcoholic. No, I just don't. 
Use the word. But oh my God, I have so much to say about so many things you just said. I'm like, so many places to go. Um, yeah. And it this is really fun. Like for everyone listening, I'm like, this is the first time we get to really talk about it just because like you haven't particularly wanted to. Mm-hmm. Um, and so something I just want to say real quick, because I've never gotten to tell you this, mm-hmm. that time you referred to where like I didn't like, I, I kind of like. You held me accountable. Say, yeah. Yeah. I mm-hmm. was sick to my stomach about that, about saying that to you. Really? And it wasn't even, I just told you what you said. It was yeah. really just a moment of like, hey, like what happened last night? Like, I don't know if you remember, but like you said this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And um, you'd said like, my feelings are really hurt. Mm. And that to me was what was like, oh God. Cause I was like after that in tears. Cause then I felt sick and I, yeah. I even can remember I was, I live with our other sister um and I was saying to her like I had like I went through like so many emotions about it like shame and like embarrassment and like horror that I was so mean to you guys and like that I said things that I don't think would never say I had no reason to say and um then I like was like like Maddie knows what it's like why is she making me relive this like that was why I was so sick about it though I was like oh I could just empathize so much with how you were gonna feel like seeing that message like I felt sick to my stomach for you because that was always my worst nightmare was like having to be told things but it just felt important at the same time it just felt important to do it, and it was, and I think a big difference between us, like, when you would get drunk, you would just get silly, you were happy, you were kissy, you were lovey, like, all <laughs> too kissy sometimes. <laughs> all in good fun, nothing, nothing bad, but um, with me, it was, like, destruction, like, absolute destruction, and just anger that I carried throughout the day would just come boiling to the surface, and I think too, that's probably part of me being like a people pleaser is, you know, like swallowing a lot. And I'm trying to work on boundaries in my everyday life because it's not fair to come home and take out frustration on you guys or, you know, Sasha or, you know, anybody in my life. But I think like, especially having drinking and, you know, kind of losing my inhibitions and um, just letting everything out in a really unhealthy, terrible way um, is 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 the difference there. So so retelling stories of the night that you had, you know, where it was all harmless and you were just like dying on the inside and you had the, did you do this? I was like mostly harmless. Some, yeah, <laughs> in the way, yeah, no, sure. Yeah. And I don't mean to minimize. I mean, in no, the no, way. No, 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 no. Yeah. In the way that um, I would get drunk and was like out for blood, like right. Whereas I would get drunk and like make poor choices, make bad decisions. So it wasn't always my disposition was different. Yeah, yeah. Certainly, you put yourself in in situations that you otherwise never would. Or yeah, so absolutely not not um, not downplaying that, but yeah, just from the point of like just our dispositions when we're drunk, like right. um, I was so happy to the next morning move on. Nobody talk about it and didn't want to know what I did. Didn't want to like, and I even was chatting with mom um, a little bit ago, just about feeling like, can I say I'm that? Or am I like a fraud? Like meaning am I an alcoholic or am I just somebody who needs to not drink and leave it at that? And like, she's like, oh no, <laughs> like <laughs> if you want me to tell you, I will. And I was Validation. Like, yeah she had to validate me too in the beginning I remember being like I don't know if I was that bad and she had to be like oh yes (laughs) you kind of were yeah Yeah, which is actually like a weird comfort yeah yes I found the same I found the exact Mm -hmm. same I was like oh my god okay I'm not imagining this like yeah yeah oh my gosh um and I find it and I want to come back to I want to come back to the imposter syndrome piece of it because I find it fascinating that like, and we kind of talked about this a bit last night at dinner, but like in one breath, you're feeling imposter syndrome. And in another breath, you're like, but I wasn't even gray area. Like it was black and white, but <laughs> yeah. I, I want to rewind before we get there. Like, do you feel like your drinking was problematic from the get go? Like when you look back on your early days, how, how do you define it? How do you think it progressed? 
Yeah, it's so funny um, because, of course, we grew up, like I said, we knew what alcoholism was. We knew our parents were alcoholics. We knew their parents and their parents. Like, it's a long family history of alcoholism. We all didn't drink until we were allowed to because we had such a healthy respect of that, which is unusual. And I can remember, so it was before I went away to college and I was 18 and it was the summer and mom had said, um, like, you go with Sasha our other sister you go and um you know buy like two coolers or something and it was like you go and drink your two coolers so she had the like first time I drank was with you and I think we both had one cooler we, we got like a four yeah, pack we to share for two nights for two <laughs> nights yeah so we each have one a night and it was like that was only for my like first time drinking just to clarify yeah, it didn't yeah. last long but no um so and it was like even for me it was like because I know in high school, being the like just about the only ones in our grades that didn't drink um, was like a point of pride for me. Like I felt really proud that I didn't because I felt like um, I'm learning how to socialize without alcohol and I'm doing all like and that's what so, mom really instilled in us. Yes. Yeah. And so taking my first drink at kind of like the encouragement of mom because she didn't want me to be like thrown into the deep end like away at school and you know never had a sip before never know like kind of what it feels like I guess or I don't know uh so when she had said like yeah try it just try it just have one have a couple sips or whatever I was really torn because I was like okay this is like my like I'm I'm now going to be drinking I can't say I don't drink anymore and I was like really like um proud of that part of me and like probably also like felt like oh no one else is doing what I'm doing everybody else is drinking and so felt kind of maybe special maybe I felt that too I did yeah yeah so it was this weird um this weird thing of not quite wanting to let go but also feeling like well I should because isn't that so funny because it was also like well I mean I'm gonna have to drink because everybody's gonna be drinking and that's just the life so better get on it get used to it um so yeah so the first little bit I was really good at because it was like almost just like a rule that I had given myself and then I felt like um mom said to do this so I'm gonna do it (laughs) they're like have my one or two coolers a night and that's it um and wait I just remembered that I was there the first time you ever got drunk I was visiting you at school and you did a bunch you did some shots Oh my God. Yes. Okay. I remember that night. And do you know what's so funny too? Is I went on thinking for a long time that I had never been drunk because I'm like, no, I remember last night. You were definitely drunk. (laughs) I thought that like, if you're drunk, you black out, you don't remember anything. It's so funny. And I I can remember it. I wasn't even drunk. Yeah. Uh. And so it was like, I thought that I was not getting drunk. I don't, I don't remember. Do you remember the circumstance around me taking those shots? Because I remember like your, that your night roommates too. in college. Yeah. Encouragement, I think. Yeah. So that would have been like the first time that I like broke the two cooler rule. <laughs> um, and I mean, when you're 18, you never get hung over. So it was like, right. oh, okay, cool. Uh, Next day, yeah, I, I remember, remember everything. I can get up and go. Yep. Um, uh, but yeah, can't like, I guess like then when you started drinking and it just became something that the three of us the three sisters started to do together like and Jack coming along too our like, Jack's a great bartender he's a yeah. great bartender whether you're sober or not true yes um but he was a little too good of a bartender maybe at times. <laughs> um so yeah just kind of like slowly I feel like became something that we just did more um and found more reason and I know I was even listening to your your episode with mom from the other day and you had said um that like things like that used to excite you like for me for example family get-togethers at Christmas time or Easter or Thanksgiving like used yep. to be so exciting because I could see all my cousins and there was great yeah. food and it was fun and then it really did turn into like it revolved around the drinking piece like oh you know go and we can have some wine we can have some beers we can do some shots with some people and have fun and it completely... we had an acronym and for the shots even we did swam shots with anti-malice <laughs> yes 
our aunt who's actually pretty straight laced. Yeah. Which is probably why it was we were so the bad influences. Yeah. We were, yeah. But anyway, keep um, going. Yeah. So just like things turn into drinking events instead of fun things, which I'm sure a lot of people can identify with. Um yeah, so I think it just kind of like slowly evolved into like I became a much more frequent and heavier drinker as I got older. Yeah. When do you think you started thinking about it? Like when did it start taking up brain space for you of like, do I have a problem? Should I quit? Because you caught me way by surprise when you quit drinking. Like mm-hmm. it wasn't something you had talked about recently. Maybe you made references to it, like I'll I'll have to someday. Yeah. Um, but was it something you were conflicted about for a while before you decided? Was it kind of just a like one moment of clarity kind of thing for you? How did that happen? Yeah, it was. Uh, I always knew like I really liked how we grew up with no booze in the house. Mm-hmm. Like our parents, mom, <laughs> <laughs> um, could always was always there reliable if we needed to like be driven to the hospital in the middle of the night like there was no question oh have you had a drink yeah it was just and I can even remember like friends um from dance who their parents would get drunk and I still didn't really know like what I knew what drunk was but I didn't know what that looked like yet so like just their parents kind of getting louder and sillier and they would say like oh my mom's my mom's drunk like I was always like oh like what's that like I don't I don't like that. Um, so I always liked that I knew my mom was always sober. And that's something that I just always knew I would not be a parent who drank. Um, even if I could have a healthy relationship with it, I just, for whatever reason, I was like, no, it's not going to be a part of my life when I'm a mom. Yeah, you had that um, like cut off for yourself down the yeah, line. Yeah. And it was funny because I guess like I always kind of use that as a bit of a crutch like I know I'm not going to drink when I have kids so like I'm just going to enjoy myself now mm-hmm. um and I'm 31 now and almost 32 and I think I had thought I would have kids by now so that was even kind of like a bit of an eye-opener like oh this is going on longer than I thought it ever would and I know the kind of parent I want to be and so I just I had said so many times, like to other people, to mom, to you, just to myself, like, I know I'm going to stop eventually. And then I kind of had, I guess, a bit of like a click of like, well, when is that? And I don't think the stopping part is going to get any easier. Certainly not the longer I go on doing this. Um, And so I really did have just a moment of like, okay, jumping in with two feet into the deep end I just need to stop um and I think too like I think what really prompted um the specific time was it was just after Christmas and we had like a late family function and I think I just like probably made an ass of myself and this was like around the time that you called me out or I shouldn't say called me out, but that you... It was shortly like, after. It was shortly after that. And so I think it was one of those moments of like, are people mad at me? Like, mm-hmm. and then I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna, I'm gonna quit it. And almost like treating that as like a bit of like a band-aid or like an apology without having to apologize. If that makes sense. Like being like, oh, don't yeah. worry, I'm stopping. So it's all good. Yeah, I know. I, yeah. I get that. I get that. Yeah. And then, like, a little bit after, I was like, well, shit, like, now I said I'm done. And, like, I don't want to be done, but I also knew that, like, when I say I'm done, it's done. Like, Mm -hmm. I just, like, even though I said to myself and I said to people, um, yeah, it'll take, like, a few kicks at the can. Yeah, you know, I'll probably have a couple day ones. Like, in my gut, I knew I wasn't going to. Um, So it was, like, almost, like, to placate people in my life that, like, felt like, oh, you're quitting? Like, they felt abandoned their drinking buddy was now quitting and um I don't really know I don't know why but I felt the need to like to say that to make certain people feel better and then to also say well I know I'm done to make other certain people feel better. interesting (laughs) 
well, what I, made you feel better about it? Was it was it to say I'm done for good? Which version made you feel better? If we well, remove the people pleasing aspect, right? Yeah. Well, I think that that's the part that I really was like cut off from of myself. Like, what do I want? Because I think I didn't trust myself what I wanted. Or maybe not even that I didn't trust myself. I think I just didn't consider what I wanted. I felt like this is the best thing to do. So just do it. Um, Yeah, I don't know. But I think I knew that like I was never going to be ready. So I just thought like, just do it. You're thinking about it. Just do it. Um, And that's even something that like over the last year, like I said to mom sometimes, like if I'm feeling like, resentful or feeling frustrated like a drink would just be so nice or like when the night is starting and that was always the funnest part right like when the drinks come out and they crack the first one and it's always like the most like the adrenaline rush so when that would happen and I would kind of feel like feeling sorry for myself or just be like to mom like I wasn't even ready I just felt like I had to like I you know and she's she had said to me the other day, she's like, I know you'd think that it was the wrong time sometimes, but I think it was perfect. And I was like, I know, because it never would have happened if I kept waiting for like the time where I felt ready. Because I was never going to feel ready because I loved what drinking did. It made me feel included. It made me feel more comfortable with myself. You know, certainly in my own skin, I, my entire adult life felt very uncomfortable in my own skin and very self-conscious and very like socially anxious. So it was a great social lubricant. It was, I loved it. Take the edge off a solution for me. Um, so yeah, it's been very interesting to not have that, um, that crutch. Yeah. Did you have yeah. any of that? Like, I know the piece for you that really was like the tipping point was just like the anxiety and blocking out at like the Christmas parties and family gatherings. But like, did you ever have that need to to drink, to feel comfortable, to feel okay, to feel like you could do things. Yeah, for sure. I think that was part of it. Like it's just because it's just what you learn. Like it's like if you're going to a thing, you get a drink in your hand, you feel you feel that relief. You feel that like, okay, I got this kind of thing. Yeah. Um, or even something I've realized, especially, you know, with the holidays being so draining, it felt, sorry for me this year, they felt a little draining. There was more socializing than I feel like as usual most years yeah. this year. Um, and I remember at the last night really thinking like, oh, this used to also be something that would make me feel like drinking made things easier. Even if you're just feeling a little bit like exhausted and drained, it, it's like it was like hitting an easy button, I think. Yeah, totally. I had that exact same thought. Like it would be easier to stay up right now if I was drinking. Like when it's like midnight, even on New Year's. When it was like midnight, I was like, okay, we, we saw the countdown. Can I go to bed now? Like, <laughs> I was like, I feel like I'm too young to be this tired all the time. And <laughs> alcohol really like helped. Like it helped me to like find the energy to keep going for another drink or it made me like people more. <laughs> it made me like social situations more. So I felt like more inclined to stay out and, you know, I don't know what kind of conversations I was having. But mm-hmm. It made them more tolerable for me. Right. Oh, uh, I used to get sleepy eyes with wine, so I can't quite mm. fully relate to that. I think I can last later now that I'm sober. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do I want to last later? That's the difference. Drunk me wanted to last later. Yes. later. Yeah. <laughs> sober right. me can last later, but might just want to go home. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. But okay. So talking about the things that you felt like alcohol gave you for a long time, like, what? So a year sober. How has it gone? Like how have have you noticed changes in that? Do you find yourself being able to be like in a social situation and being like, oh wow, like I'm doing this without alcohol? Do you feel yourself getting a little bit more comfortable in your own skin? Like, and I'm just curious, how has the year felt for you? Yeah, it's um it's funny. Like these are more things that like you've asked me along the way and I've been like, I don't know. <laughs> like, now you have I to just haven't I know now, now I'm um I mean like sure I feel I feel proud of the accomplishment mm-hmm. um but I think I do think that a lot of it has just been kind of mean like white knuckling mm-hmm. um and I think I'm okay to say that because in my head there's just 
no way on this earth that I will ever have another sip of a drink again. I don't think Oh, that's a big statement to be ready to say. Yeah. Well, it's like when I tell you, it's like my thoughts on this are so black and white. Mm. Like I, I just like know it in my bones that it's just not an option. Um, I don't know if that's triggering for some people to hear because I'm just talking about my experience like in just this goes way back to just like how I've been with certain things in my life um just that like black and white thinking which I think is so so common for anyone who struggles with alcohol is that we I think we do tend to have very black and white thinking yeah um and then I put like I think like a healthy pressure on myself to like make sure that this is something that I um that I live up to I don't want to be we love our dad and he does his best but I don't want to be you know later in life still kind of going into treatment yeah you know it was so hard for him um and that's just not that's just not what I want that's not how I want my journey to have to be so yeah so I can sit and say um but absolutely it's just that was the end for me which is why bringing it back again go on a lot of tangents but um which is why like the white knuckling thing I just know is um a phase for me um because you know I don't I don't have the desire like even though I do find like the social pieces can be really hard still um even just like if it's something as small as like feeling tired when like I know right now if I if I had some drinks I would be more awake like um even just in terms of that like the social pieces can be still hard for me or feeling you know like insecure or or like uncomfortable but those are just feelings that people have that yeah it's like realizing you can feel them yeah yeah um so I don't think like I'm any special case or anything I know that that's just a thing that you have to do um but yeah so in terms of like kind of like changes like I don't know yet I am just doing it like one day at a time um that that good old saying um yeah but I think one thing that's so great about you um is like you are the biggest cheerleader um (laughs) and you like made sure that you celebrated each and every milestone I hit even if I didn't not that I didn't want to but if I didn't feel like I needed to or maybe I wouldn't have considered something like that big of a deal because um I'm just kind of like just keep going (laughs) but you are so good at celebrating all the wins um and all the little milestones um so it's been really fun it's almost been more fun to see how excited you are Aw, <laughs> so cute. Yeah, Thanks, everybody Maddie. should have a Maddie. Aw, everybody should have a Cassie. Oh, <laughs> well, okay, I'm curious because, so, you know, this whole year of being like, I'm just doing it, don't need to talk about it, don't want to think about it that hard yet, I'm just doing it until I'm ready. Yeah. You know, days before hitting one year you went to your first AA meeting and now mm-hmm. the day after hitting one year you're on a damn podcast talking about it do you think this <laughs> marks the the start of a new era if you will of your sobriety where you you do feel more ready to like move into a new phase where you are talking about it more and like being a bit more conscious not that you weren't conscious but you know what I mean like mm-hmm. avoiding less of it basically well, out of the white knuckle in your words yeah Something that is so funny is I feel I feel really proud anytime I say I'm sober. I love like, that. I love that I can say that. Um, I think it's cool. It <laughs> I is. feel really yeah. cool when I say that. <laughs> I feel proud of myself when I say that. Uh-huh. Um, but beyond that, I don't know. Like, I love that you dive head first into things that you're passionate about and um and you did that with with your sobriety journey um but it's so funny I think like unless I show up on another episode if anybody wants to hear any more from me 
um, uh, or unless I decide to speak at a meeting, like, I'm just, I guess with myself with this, I'm just not that introspective. And I think I'm just kind of like plugging along, even though it's easier than it was in the beginning, certainly. Um, I'm just kind of happy to just plug along. Like, I know you have questions and I'll, I'll try to be better at, at talking more candidly with you, but, um, uh, <laughs> you don't have to. Yeah. No, it's, it's nice too. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it is about me in this. I just, it's easier for me to just kind of just do it. And I think also because, like you said, you are black and white about it, where I wasn't. I mm-hmm. had a lot of back and forth. It took me, you know, even the moment that you had that made you decide to quit drinking was mm-hmm. the moment I had that made me really think about it, really want to read up on it, have some back yeah. and forth. Like, whereas you were just very that like black and white, like this is my life now. And like, I, mm-hmm. I don't think there was necessarily any denial on your part so maybe Mm -hmm. that was part of also why you didn't feel that need you're like let me just do it this is happening yeah totally and this is kind of something that I might be kind of just clicking into place right now but I think because we always knew about our family's history with alcoholism I think that I always just in my gut kind of said uh, I'm an alcoholic. I'll be an alcoholic too. My parents can't drink. Their family, their parents, their families couldn't drink. So you're just like the genes are coming for me. Yeah. So I don't think it was ever a surprise. I think it was, I always knew that it was inevitable that, you know, it was going to happen for me. Like meaning I was going to have to stop drinking. (laughs) I mean, when I was, when I was young, I think I genuinely thought I would never start. And then, you know, becoming a teenager and moving out of out of the house and away on my own and stuff and obviously gone into drinking but I always knew in the end that it was gonna end <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean so it was never your days were numbered from the surprise. beginning yeah pretty much honestly yeah yeah so yeah I think it's just one of those things yeah it's just always like it's gonna catch up to me it's yeah. gonna happen. Well, I have been so blown away with how you just decided and went for it and did it and like never looked back. And you just like I really want to give you your props on like you killed it in your first year. Like we had very different early sobriety experiences because I got sober in the pandemic and there was mm-hmm. a lot that I didn't and couldn't do until mm-hmm. I already had like a significant amount of time under my belt and you were like in your first year going to freaking weddings going on trips on flights like doing all the things and you've just done it and you should Mm -hmm. be super proud so what's your proudest moment from your first year of sobriety before I answer that I I want to just say though you also didn't have you when you were getting sober and Um, I had had mom I had you had mom you did and she's oh my god just an endless resource of wisdom and knowledge. <laughs> Facts. Um, but I do think that there's probably also something to be said for having like your peers. True. Somebody yeah. who's a peer who's your age. And we used to drink together. Yeah. Yeah. You came over to my side. <laughs> yeah. So I think like for you, it would have probably been a lot easier if you had somebody who was doing it with you that was closer in age to you. And I had you and even though I wasn't ever super chatty about it, you know, like we could at one of the weddings, I was like to you, oh, I'm so like, yeah. I was like, I just want to be drinking right now. And then of course, the next day when everybody is so hungover, they can barely function. I'm like, hey, this is nice. <laughs> right. You get your payoff later. Even yeah. when it's hard, your payoff comes. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Um, but even just, yeah, in those moments, just having you just saying that to you and then also just knowing you're in the same boat you're not drinking either was like a really nice just knowing that that I wasn't alone in that way yeah um as far as my most proud moment I don't know because I never I think just because I wasn't like you is like celebratory at like little things like I don't know like any of the concerts that we went to 
um you know not which I will just say I witnessed you dancing up a storm at blink 182 and I've never even seen you like that and I was like you are more high than like you used to be (laughs) drunk at this concert and like I think that was a cool right and that was a cool moment for you though because when you get to feel when you get to feel a natural high for the for the first time again and really be like oh like I would have been drinking alcohol and I would have had a buzz and it would have like I would have just been like oh that's because I was buzzed but to like not have it and then to get to feel that way yeah and realize it just came from you is such a good feeling right yeah like just that was such a great moment of being present like I like scream sang every lyric to every song I've never seen you like that I could not be still (laughs) Like, because there was still, like, the part of me that's, like, shy and didn't want to be, like, dancing in public. But I, like, it was like I had no control over my body in the best way. I and just... you've danced you've danced at weddings. You yeah. You've, like, yeah. 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 You've done it all. Um, yeah. So I think, I think, too, for me, dating sober is mm-hmm. something I'm proud of. Be a whole you know? other episode. Yeah. I think that if I got, if I was stood up when I was drinking, then it would be, like, fuck it. I'm going to just drink the night away go to the bar order yeah order a bottle of wine like um but I use my time much more constructively (laughs) Um, how good is that to realize yeah and then even just you know just kind of taking back my power and that has nothing to do with me um and you know not wasting an evening getting drunk or you know feeling sorry for myself or feeling down like I just was like okay you know it was um, a badass move from you that night. It was iconic in true Cassie form. It's like, hey, this outfit's not gonna go to waste. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I think yeah, I think the sober dating is a big one, and I just yeah, I've had a lot of problems, but I think just like the proudest part of it for me is saying I'm sober. Like when I say that, I feel such like pride, like such joy. Like, I, I know in the beginning you were like, you were slower to say that to people. You would say like, I'm not drinking right now or like, yeah, you would ease into it. But I was like, I'm sober. Like that was like the exciting part for me. Um, And maybe it's because like, I always wanted to be able to say that um, or always knew eventually I was going to say that. Um, But yeah, that just like brings me joy every time every time it comes up and I can say or somebody at work one of my work girlfriends she brings it up a lot like because she's one of those like don't give her alcohol like don't accidentally like oh that's sweet like in a very sweet sweet way so she'll be yeah "Yeah, the sober she's sober and I'm always just like yeah I'm like yes I am thank you (laughs) (laughs) I am thank you (laughs) what a nice testament to like because I feel the same and I did ease into it but I feel the same level of pride now as well um if you couldn't tell um but like what a nice testament to the power of growing up with a sober mom who's like open about it and just like appreciating and I know there are lots of moms who listen to this podcast and I always like to say you're doing the best thing for yeah yeah absolutely oh my god absolutely Mm -hmm. and that's the biggest that's one of the biggest motivators for me was knowing I didn't want to be mom who drank so to all the moms that are sober that are getting sober like oh good for you yeah keep going hugely Mm -hmm. oh my god okay I want to ask real quick because I said at the beginning we're going to come back to that and then there are 80,000 things to talk about but where are you at let's touch real quick on the imposter syndrome like I find, like I said, I find it really fascinating that you feel that it was black and white for you that like you had a problem. You identify now as an alcoholic, but you still feel that imposter syndrome. Do you think going to the AA meeting has shifted that now for you? Do you still struggle with that? Like what's that been like? Well, I think another big part of that, which I didn't mention before, but is feeling like my sisters went out and partied more than I did. Like, so I almost felt like, are there certain like qualifiers that like you have to drink X amount of times? And right. like, but no, the what they say in AA is um, uh, to be here. Um, all you, all you need is the desire to get sober, 
um, or to stop drinking or even just like the want, the desire, um, even just to be curious. Um, so that was, yeah, that was like kind of like a relief for me. Like, oh, okay. So it doesn't matter that I was more of a binge drinker with like longer periods in between sometimes. Like, yeah, exactly. I do belong. There is this spot for me, which is so funny to like want to belong somewhere in the AA sober world, but it does feel it's a big change and it does feel nice to feel like there's a place for you yeah. um, where people understand the same struggles that like you've gone through. Um, and, you know, it's just nice to know, okay, I'm not alone and yeah, that I'm not the only one in the world who, who's gone through this or, you know, feels this way or had whatever happened. Yeah. It's, Mm -hmm. and I think too, it's helpful to learn that like that question or that feeling of imposter syndrome is actually so freaking common. Like I felt it. I felt very like, do I qualify those exact same questions as you? Do I qualify? Do I belong here? Totally. Yeah. So to, to, to what, to call yourself like a problem drinker or yeah even to be like I think also with like sharing my story online mm. um and and even just my own inner questioning was I that bad what like you know all of those and like yeah so many people I talk to have those exact same doubts yeah. it's that it's like it's just what our brain kind of does because our brain wants us to keep drinking <laughs> so like yeah. it really is like I mean I really equate it to like the same way you can like break up with somebody and you know you're unhappy in the relationship and it's mm-hmm. not the right one for you and then you break up with them and then you're heartbroken because breakups are always going to be sad and then you're like oh mm-hmm. my god did I do the right thing and it's like you wouldn't have wanted to break up with that person if you were happy and it's kind of the same with alcohol like you yeah. wouldn't be thinking about quitting drinking you if it wasn't a problem for you yeah exactly mm-hmm. yeah absolutely um, so yeah there's so many different ways and I love that you're trying AA I really do like I love that you're gonna that you went to your first meeting and that you're gonna try going to meetings I'm so fascinated watching <laughs> your journey because it's so different from mine yeah and like I yeah. love this has been so fun getting to pick your brain finally <laughs> I'm so proud of you honey I'm so freaking proud of you I'm proud of you mm, thank you yeah. okay cool, final lady. thoughts to end off yeah about whether you want to just speak something about your own journey something you've learned or if you have any words of comfort for someone who's listening who's just starting out um I I don't know like I'm I don't know because I'm still learning so much yeah but I think just it's okay to be honest with yourself with where you are there's no right or wrong if you're just starting to kind of wonder like give yourself space and grace and um there's just yeah I think there's just there's no one way to do this there's no right or wrong way as long as you're making the best decisions for yourself and you know it's okay to feel not okay or to sit in discomfort um to just be kind to yourself I guess yeah I know it's everybody says that but I think it's so like important like you're doing the best that you can and somebody who's maybe has a problem with alcohol it's not like they're happy with that you know somebody who's who's starting to think about that it's because of course there have been things that have happened that have now made them you know stop and think and I think just I really do believe that everybody is doing their best with what they have and it's a brave thing to start to look at yourself and something that, you know, isn't serving you. I think it's really brave. I think it's really brave. And I think people should be, um, should be gentle with themselves. And if all you can do today is your best, whatever that looks like, that's all you can do. I love that. It is a brave thing. It Mm -hmm. totally, totally is. I'm so happy you came on. I'm so proud of you. And I love how honest 
you were like just showing up as you are. This is <laughs> this is where I'm at. All I got. Thank you so much for coming on. I'm so proud of you. Maybe you're going to start to become my other part-time co-host. Oh, God. <laughs> or maybe you and me and mom can do an episode together. Mm. Yeah. But either way, even if you never want to come on, I'm so happy you did. <laughs> this was so unbelievably fun for me. Aw. It was fun for me. I was really scared, but it was fun. Yay. It's nice chatting with you. Now I just have to pretend that nobody's ever going to hear this. That's what you have to do. Yeah. It's a conversation that I've had with myself. I'll never hear it again. There you go. That's perfect. Thank you so You're much, welcome. honey. I love, love you so much. Thanks for coming Thanks on. I'm proud of you. Thank you. Bye. Love you. Bye. Love you. Bye. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening this week. If you enjoyed this episode, then feel free to share it with a friend or share it on social media. Rate, review, subscribe. Follow me on Instagram at happiestsober. And you can subscribe to my weekly newsletter at happiestsober.com. New episodes come out every Tuesday, so I'll chat with you next week. I hope you have an amazing week. Remember that life's happiest when you're sober. Bye. Addiction impacts all of us. Addiction's consequences run through all of us. From ourselves to our loved ones and through our communities, addiction creates so much loss and grief. My name is Dwayne Osterlin, and I'm the host of the Addicted Mind podcast, a show featuring personal stories, expert guests, and vital information about addiction and addiction recovery. We'll talk with leading treatment providers to discuss the latest research and treatment options for this devastating disease and advocate for mental health awareness. We discuss topics like the importance of creating a community of support to helping loved ones to some of the latest research on psychedelic medicines. The Addicted Mind podcast has been about creating hope, listening to stories of many amazing people that have overcome addiction and are thriving. If you or a loved one is struggling with addiction, subscribe to the Addicted Mind podcast wherever you get your podcasts or check out theaddictedmind.com. New episodes every Monday. See you there.